It is October 10th, 2016, less than 24 hours after epic debate number two between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. My name is Joel Tillis, and thank you for tuning in and listening to this edition of The Soul Trap. I wanted to share some thoughts and some uh, feedback with you regarding the debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, and quite frankly, not so much the debate per se, but really an epiphany that I think I had and. I I don't know. I'm interested in some of your feedback. I'd love for you to email, Facebook. I'm just not sure if my take on this is right, but it is something that's very interesting and quite frankly, something that kept me awake quite a bit last night. Even though I had a long day of preaching a revival, uh, I, uh, I, was, I was up quite a bit after the debate thinking and processing and uh, really just trying to absorb something that I think came to me last night, and uh, I wanted to share that with you a little bit today. Now, I would recommend that if you're looking for some some maybe deeper or more technical insight into the debate, I would recommend that you check out Matt Walsh on Facebook or BND3 on Facebook. Uh, Matt Walsh says on his Facebook post that he says, here's my brief debate analysis. In case you missed it, I don't think it will save Trump's campaign, but he won the night. And I would agree with Matt Walsh on that. Walsh goes on to say the fact that he wasn't utterly massacred only underscores what an abysmal candidate and human being Hillary Clinton is. We spend a lot of time talking about how Trump is incompetent and not fit to be in position of president. But last night reminded anyone who needs a reminder that Clinton is in the same boat. Now, I think Matt Walsh is exactly right, and most of the time I agree with him, and I think he's exactly right when he comes to that. There's no doubt in my mind Uh, personally, I think that Donald Trump won, and and surprisingly so, considering everything that had been released within the last 48 hours prior to the debate. Uh, Tori Snow at BND3, another Facebook place I would recommend that you go and check out. He has a little bit more detailed insight, uh, and he's got one, two, three, four, five great points. Uh, Let me see here. Yeah, five great points about Donald Trump the debate and and how we're to process through what we're going through here. Um, Those of us that find ourselves in a very difficult position of having to figure out who to vote for and and how to justify that vote. The truth of the matter is, when you look at things and you listen to the news today, it really doesn't matter what the news says. They're full of horse crap anyway. So it doesn't matter whether the news says that Hillary Clinton won the debate or not. The fact is, those who support Hillary Clinton think she won. Uh, And those who support Donald Trump think that he won. The truth, sadly, is is that we are in a divided nation. There's no doubt about that. We are in a divided nation, divided between, I think, a last dying resemblance of those who long for something that slightly resembles uh, the old days of freedom and a Judeo-Christian ethic, and then there are those who have been poisoned with a neo-communism and a flawed understanding of our own fragile empire and how truly Uh, rotten we are at the core. We are a divided nation. And truthfully, one of the things that got on my nerves about the entire debate last night, and and something that that comes up every every election cycle, is this garbage about the undecideds, the undecided vote. Look, the fact of the matter is, there really are no undecided voters out there. That is a pile of horse manure that we are handed every single election cycle. It is a false reality that has been created out of thin air by the press 
and those who want a job in polling. And of course, there are those few people who like to think of themselves as being special and above it all and thoughtful and all of that gobbledygook. The truth is, if you are at this point undecided, and I'm not talking about whether you're decided to vote for Trump or not based upon your ethics and Christianity. I'm not talking about that. I mean, if you are truly undecided and you are caught in the middle and you're not sure whether to vote for Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump at this point in the process, I think at that point your voting rights should be taken away from you because you have proven yourself to be far too stupid or far too careless to, tr to have a say in the matter. I just don't believe there are that many people that are undecided. There might be people that are undecided about whether to vote for Trump or not. But if you're waffling between Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, I, no, I don't believe that at all. Not one bit. Now, the fake scandal of Donald Trump uh, and the videotape of his locker room talk, it is just that. It is a fake scandal. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the language is wrong. I think it's sinful. I would never condone it. But I... <laughs> I think that it is absolutely 100% nothing but a calculated, silly October surprise. Everybody knew that this was out there. Everybody knew that this was what he was and what he said and what he talked about. This did not come out of left field and surprise anybody. Everybody knew that this was out there. Everybody knew it. It wasn't a shock. That video was just a reflection of stuff that he had already said on Howard Stern. And I hate to break it to everybody, but Howard Stern was not a private conversation. That was on open public airwaves. I think a lot of the religious leaders now that are bailing out, uh, that chose to support him early on, I, I, you know, I think they're just as hypocritical as everybody else. I mean, these are the guys that run around telling us, judge not, lest you be judged, forgive everybody. Now all of a sudden they're bailing out on him. It's amazing to me that we judge Donald Trump for his talk, but we let Bill Clinton get off for his actual actions. I mean, I thought we were told back in the 90s, and I know that's way back in ancient history, but I thought we were told by Clinton's surrogates that it was just sex, that, that we, we should leave it alone. It was just sex. So, so why are we all of a sudden now supposed to be ashamed of what Donald Trump said? It just, to me, the whole thing reeks of hypocrisy. It reeks of nonsense and stupidity. One of the things to me that it does is it shows how out of touch media, elitism, politicians, how out of touch that they truly are. Because the reality is, and, and I hate to use the, the language of, of Trump as if I'm trying to support him, but they're right in a sense. If you go to any construction site, you go to any locker room, you go to any back room where guys are talking, and guys, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to break it to you, real men, not the morons, not the Nancys and the penny loafer wearing guys that you see on TV, but real men, well, they're foul. Unless they're saved and walking with the Lord, real men use foul language. Now, I know, you know, there's a lot of soccer moms that are, that are married to, to Mary Poppins, and so, you know, your husband might like to sit down and scrapbook with you into the wee hours of the morning. But the truth of the matter is when you go down to the construction site or you go down to uh, the plumbers or you go down to the, uh, the bricklayers, you go down to um, athletes. I mean, my goodness alive. Anybody who's ever played football or baseball, you know that, look, look men are foul. Men are foul. And so it's, it's amazing to me that they're acting like they're all just, just shocked and surprised. The reality is America is the most filthy nation on the face of this earth, the most pornographic nation on the face of this earth, the most vile sexual nation in all the world, and we're going to act like somehow something that Donald Trump said sickens us or embarrasses us? 
It, it is absolutely amazing to me. On any given night, you can turn on the TV and see pornography light. On any given night, you can on any given Super Bowl Sunday, you can see people performing in sexual deviant way. But we're going to jump on the bandwagon and get mad. One of the most amazing things to me was the post-debate, watching the post-debate coverage. And if the debate itself made me want to stick forks in my eyes, well, then the the post-debate coverage just made me want to go on to heaven because it, it was just sickening. It's amazing to me that Megyn Kelly talks about Donald Trump disparaging women. (laughs) <laughs> that, 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 that Donald Trump objectifies women. First of all, I won't recommend it, but you might want to Google with your wife, Megan Kelly, and see some of the sexually explicit um, photographs that she's taken. But the reality is, has anybody actually seen Fox News TV female anchors? Can you point to an ugly one? I'm being honest now. Let's just call a spade a spade. Have you seen an ugly Fox News anchor? Do you think that Megyn Kelly got where she is simply because she's just the greatest reporter since, since, since Moses came along? I don't believe any of that stuff. I mean, Roger Ailes himself was under high accusation, one of the bigwigs over there at Fox, because he was accused of sexual misconduct. The whole thing is a farce. All of it is a farce. All of it is a farce. Now, I am no fan of Donald Trump, and I am certainly not a fan of Hillary Clinton. I mean, to me, that that hybrid piece of crap scares me. It absolutely scares me to think of her running the nation, being in charge, and and, and all of that. So the truth of the matter is I feel like we're caught between a rock and a hard place. It's very, very difficult. It is very, very difficult. And as I watched the debate last night, yeah, I think Donald Trump won. I think he came out on top. But I think he came out only because Hillary Clinton is is such a piece of garbage. Um, She should have been able to just wipe him off the face of the earth. Unfortunately, she's so sorry herself and so scandal-ridden herself that there's really nowhere to go with it. But I want to go at something here a little bit different and not just the normal rant and rave and all of that kind of thing. I... I wanted to go to something that I I think really dawned on me, and probably it didn't start to dawn on me until right after the debate. Now, I watched the debate, and I watched as Donald Trump debated against all three, Hillary Clinton, Anderson Cooper, and that other hybrid lizard woman that was there jumping in his face. And so Donald Trump was certainly out outgunned last night as he was having to face the news media. But after the debate, it started to kind of creep up on me while I was watching the debate. But then afterwards, as I watched the coverage, I bounced from MSNBC to CNN to Fox News. And it, it really began to dawn on me regarding Trump. And I, I want you to hear me and hear me out for just a minute. I, I am not moderating my position about Donald Trump at all. I am not jumping on the Donald Trump bandwagon. I am not all of a sudden claiming that he's the messianic hope that many people on the right seem to think that he is. Something that dawned on me, though, and and what I am saying is that I think that he is real. Now, bear with me for just a moment and let let me flush my thought out. I think Donald Trump is real, and therefore I think Donald Trump is dangerous. Now, here's what I mean. I think Donald Trump quite possibly may be the most sincere candidate that we have had in a very, very long time. 
You see, if you truly want to know about a man, and I say this as a preacher, you note a man's enemies. Who are those that are against Donald Trump and why? Now, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is a good man. I'm not saying that he's an honest man. I'm not saying that he has the best policies. I'm not saying that he's not even in bed as a businessman with people in both parties. What I am saying is that I believe that Donald Trump is a real threat to the establishment. Now, whether or not he will follow through with his threats, that remains to be seen. But as I watched the coverage last night, post-debate, and especially on Fox, there was a reality to me that seemed to unveil itself, a reality of the fact that it is not just Democrats that hate Donald Trump. That's a big duh. Who didn't know that? It's not just um, your Paul Ryans that hate Donald Trump, Eddie Munster up there running the, the, the Congress. It's not the Mitch McConnells and the John McCains and, and those decrepit Tyrannosaurus Rex that have been around for, for billions of years up there. Okay, I get that. But there is a deep, pervasive, within the establishment, across the board, across party lines, hatred of Donald Trump. Not a desire to defeat his policies, mind you. Not your normal, regular Republican-Democrat banter. There is a fear, a hatred of Donald Trump. And it almost seemed to borderline to me as I watched. It seemed to borderline to me a hatred of him as a traitor. You see, Donald Trump has operated in a world in which he has been allowed, both by his money and fame, to be in the in-group, to be in the oligarchy, to be in the power elite. And now he is betraying both by his campaign, by his rhetoric, and by the truths that he is letting out of the, the bag, he is betraying those power elite. And that is why they all seem to hate him. And that is why he seems to resonate with the common man, though he is far from a common man. Do the Democrats hate him? Of course. But so do the Republicans. So do the conservatives. So do the libertarians. And most importantly, so do the media. I think there is a genuine fear, a genuine panic that is taking place at a level that we cannot fully comprehend. A level that, that is so deep and pervasive because he is one of them betraying them. You see, George Bush and, and, and Hillary Clinton, when it comes right down to it, George Bush, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, they're all cut from the same cloth. Read Carol Quigley's Tragedy and Hope. It's, it's just two sides to the same coin. He said, I don't like Barack Obama uh, because he, he was a socialist. Well, it was, it was, it was uh, George Bush that started the bailout. Well, I don't like Barack Obama because of Iraq well, and ISIS. Well, it was George Bush that got us in there. Hillary Clinton voted to go into Iraq. I mean, there's not a lot of change from George Walker Bush uh, uh, to, to George W. All, it's, it's all the same. They're all the same. And Trump has operated in that world. As a businessman, yes. As an entertainer, yes, he has operated in that world. And because of that, he has been privy to the secrets. He knows how the things run. One of the things that was interesting last night that you could see that really jacked everything up was when he mentioned prosecution of Hillary Clinton. It was as if you could see her eyes just wanting to just devour him. 
with hatred. How dare you do that? Have you noticed nobody's ever gone to jail with this crowd? Even when Nixon was, and this was going back a ways, I know, but even Nixon, he was pardoned by Ford. Nothing ever happens to any of these guys, ever. Nobody of any consequence ever goes to jail, ever gets investigated. Bill Clinton, he can do anything he wants. No harm, no foul. George W. Bush takes us to war, and there's nothing. Of course, when Kerry was running, of course, when Obama was running, there was a suggestion of, yeah, we're going to look into these things about torture and, and Gitmo and everything. Gitmo's still open. Barack Obama hadn't done anything about that. The Patriot Act is still, and all of its ramifications are still around. The great defender of personal liberties, Barack Obama, still has the NSA, which was started under George Bush, listening and mining our data. But there was an anger last night when Trump said, I'm going to have a special investigative prosecutor. It wasn't like it was just rhetoric. It was, it was as if she was afraid that he would actually do that. Now, will he or will he not? I don't know. But what I'm saying is I think there is a genuine fear, a genuine panic that is taking place at a level that we, we don't totally comprehend. I think there is a fear that Trump may actually do the things that he's talking about doing. Before, he was just a blubbering idiot. He was up there next to Cruz and Pretty Boy Rubio and, and Cinnabon Christie and all the rest of them. And so nobody ever gave him a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know, eh, he's one of us, he's one of us. But now all of a sudden, the loud mouth that was good for ratings and embarrassing other Republicans, now he might be a danger to the system. Why? Because he knows the system. I watched for almost an hour Fox News coverage, and what I saw was a group of people that were hell-bent on defending the status quo and destroying him. Now, look, I get it. CNN, well, look, at, let's start with MSNBC. They're in the bag, communist. The greatest thing that would ever happen is if Mao Zedong was to t come and take over and we were to have some sort of Khmer Rouge take place, a killing field that would eliminate all us little people, and there would be nothing but that little boy, Rachel Maddow, and, and O'Donnell and the rest that would rule our country. I get that about MSNBC. That's that's great. Okay, that's fine. CNN, I understand CNN. They like to play like they're balanced and, and they want to appear like they're non, but they're really in the bag on the other side. Fox News, well, they're usually in the bag for the status quo, but on the Republican leaning side. But last night was very, very different. They were going after Trump hard, hard, hard. It's almost as if they don't mind Hillary Clinton being elected, so long as the status quo is defended, so long as the power elite are left alone. Republican or Democrat, it makes no difference because they're playing the same shell game with us. But Donald Trump is a betrayer. He's a Judas to them. He is a traitor. He knows too much. Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in an oligarchy. We are living in a dictatorship of the elite, an elite that will gladly suffer the loss of one of its prized parties so long as it can keep its general control on the populace. Every once in a while, you have this flash, this glimpse into the world of power and control. And I believe that more so than ever before, buffoon as he may be, vile as he may be, I think Trump actually believes his own crap. And that's what makes him dangerous. I think Trump truly does want to make America great again. That might have started out as a slogan. That might have started out as something just to throw out there. 
But what I believe is truly dangerous about him is he's actually starting to believe his own spiel. And they are afraid. And that is what makes a man dangerous. A man who is a liar is not a dangerous man. But a man who believes in something, a man that believes he's telling the truth, that man is a dangerous man. Maybe Trump didn't start out that way, but whatever has happened, he is a danger, I mean danger number one to the, to, to the ruling elite. Now, I could be reaching here, and I know that I am, but maybe, just maybe, that's what Carson, Dr. Carson, saw that, that really none of us completely did. Maybe Carson has seen a man flawed and full of crap as Trump is, no doubt, yet a man committed to do something big and different. What I'm saying is, is that I believe that Trump is a danger. Why? Because Trump actually does want to make America great again. Trump actually believes what he's saying. Now, he may not have all his T's crossed and all his I's dotted. And I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, jumping up and down and waving the banner for Donald Trump. That is not what I'm doing at all. But there is a difference between him and Cruz and Rubio and Clinton and Sanders or any of the rest. There is something there about him that scares the people that are in power. He's talking about changing the power structure. He's talking about giving away their secrets. He's exposing the reality that you and I have known, but few have been willing to expose or admit it. I don't know if he will in the end do what he says he'll do. And I don't know if in the end when I walk in to vote, if I'll actually pull the trigger for him. But I do believe this. I believe he is a danger to the system at large. And that is why the enemies are coming out of the woodwork. And I believe that this is... What we are watching is a man who has embraced a grassroots revolution. And I believe what you're seeing on TV and what you're seeing in the media and what you're seeing in the news is the squashing of this revolution. That was the one thing that the Tea Party lacked. The Tea Party lacked a national voice, a national leader, a man or woman, a woman that could stand up and express what they were saying. Even more so what the Tea Party and that 912 project and all of that grassroots, even more what they lacked was an inside understanding of what was going on. All of their candidates by definition were from the outside and therefore it was easy to dismiss the calls of corruption. It was easy to dismiss the calls for all the different things that were going on because you were outsiders. But Donald Trump isn't an outsider. Donald Trump is an insider. He's running as an outsider, but he has been inside the group. He has been in the meetings. He understands the operation of the Bilderbergers. He understands what went on in Benghazi. He understands who it is that supports Hillary Clinton. He was using words last night like George Soros, words that have never been used by any of them. When he on the main stage last night, used the word George Soros. That was a code word. That was a ripple, a huge wave that was sent out. For all of his conservatism, Cruz never used the term George Soros. Rubio, Christie, none of them ever did that. Why? Because they're all playing the same game. Now, admittedly, I'm guessing at what's in the heart of Donald Trump, but and like I said, I could be wrong. He could become president and fall right in line, lockstep barrel, and fall right along with all of them. But I believe one of the reasons why they are going crazy 
why the conservatives are going crazy. Not all of them, but the vast majority. I understand that there's some like Congressman Lee and, and others, Glenn Beck, who are taking a stand, even myself, even Matt Walsh, that have a moral, ethical stand. But I'm telling you there is something else out there. There is something scary about this man to them. Last night when I watched Fox News, last night when I watched the debate, what I took away is that they're very, very frightened that Donald Trump may actually do what he said he's going to do. Now, I don't know. News may break today of something else. News may break tomorrow of something else. We may end up with Hillary Clinton. I don't know. But I do believe in watching that debate last night that what, came, what I came away with was a sense of fear. Fear that however buffoonery he started out, However full of horse crap Donald Trump started out, whatever his flaws, whatever his failures, he is an insider that is, he is an, an insider that is betraying the insiders. He is an insider giving away the secrets that the oligarchy wants to hold on to. And ladies and gentlemen, that ought to cause us pause. That ought to make us think very carefully about what is going on. There is a silent revolution taking place in America. There is a silent revolution taking place in America. And this may be the last dying gas breaths of a revolution led by a man. A man who you would never vote for in a million years. A man who has been in the very halls and caverns and caves and haunts and hideouts of the very elite that we detest. A man who could be absolutely full of nonsense a liar, a cheat, gets into office and does exactly what all the rest of them will do. Or he could be a man that for whatever reason fights the status quo. Well, that's my opinion. I'm interested in your feedback. Send it to me. Email it to me. Pastor Tillis at suncoastbaptistchurch.org or you can reach the Soul Trap on Facebook and send us a message. God be with you and if you think of it, keep us in prayer. This week I'll be preaching a revival in the central part of Florida, and I pray that God's blessing is on you as I ask you to pray for God's blessing on me.